But yeah, you know, um, getting older, you know, I like nonfiction books. They're the only real fiction series I've read since I became, I don't know, uh, 20s and 30s yeah. is Dan Brown books. Oh, those are so good. I mean, you know, this is specifically the Robert Langdon ones. Like the other stuff he's written, it's Little just like, oh my god, get on with it! Oh way, way too much backstory <laughs> or too much suspense. So, oh, okay. They'll cut off a almost a chapter, almost? and then go to some other thing over here. So yeah, it's all, a lot of almost, almost. It's like okay, yeah, that gets you turning the page. But after a while, it's like get on with the story. So like, yeah. the, you, you can see why nobody re- picked up Digital Fortress yeah. for a movie. Um, That's one of the series. That was yeah, it, one of his that, books. Yeah. That was one of his books that came out before Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, those, actually, Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. Yeah, right. Also, Angels after, and Demons was the first of the Robert Langdon series. Yeah, Ron Howard. Ron Howard did him out of order. Yeah, he <laughs> pulled the George Lucas on us. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun when, uh, again, the adaptation part, where it's like they make the choice to you know get out of the sequence. Or and you know, I saw, I saw the movie Da Vinci Code before I read the book, and mm. I was really confused because it was the second book in the series. And oh I thought it was yeah, the yeah. First. See, and I was like, yeah. oh, what's all this other stuff he's talking about that I'm supposed to know about? And then I realized the Angels and Demons actually was the first one. So. See, so you're referring more books, but I was I was curious if like chapter wise, like where one chapter is all my, and then he descended to the basement, and then the next chapter is like. So Gary was at the bowling store. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, that. I, it's I, like yeah. you want to flip through a couple chapters just to find out what happened. It's like, yeah. I'll come back to that later. Maybe you know? that's being spoiled by the Choose Your Own Adventure, you know, because you follow the <laughs> sequence. We're like, no, if I step through the cavern, I want to see if it collapses on me mm-hmm. or if I discover Atlantis. You know, I don't want to be yeah. like, all of a sudden I'm, you know, teleported to uh, my third grade exam where I like forgot my pants or something. You know, mm-hmm. like, ah, that's not cool, man. But it is kind of neat that reading those earlier books, you can see him developing his style. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally and he tones that. it down a little bit Yeah, as he goes on. Um, it's, it's not as bad. It's neat. It's like, you know, it's somebody's <laughs> earlier works. You can see them struggling through it and developing. You see the, the potential. You see the yeah. potential. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's always easier if you, you know, you catch up like on somebody's bestseller and then kind of work backwards, like start digging through their archives. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. you know, finding a band you like and then yeah, you know, realizing you know. they have like three other albums out. You know? Yeah, and then you find like some basement tapes and it's like, whoa, man. Some demos and demo yeah, tapes, some deep yeah. cuts. Yeah. This is when he was saying smoke on the I weather. That made it. zero <laughs> sense, buddy. It's like I, I actually bought an album one time just for two songs because they were demo tapes. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you rebuy an album that has like a whole nother CD with his like all the deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. But that that's a hit and miss because a lot of times it's like the same song like, five there's times. There's a reason why those. Yeah, there's a reason they're demo cuts. Yeah, you want the you want the final <laughs> thing, you know, the well, the quality. You want the car that's rolling off the assembly line, not the one that's rusting out in the back. You know? No, it, well, it was Black <clears throat> Sabbath. And it had two songs. It was like an early, very early take on. Was it Black Sabbath without Dio or <laughs> Rozzy? It was uh, no. It was, it was the original Black Sabbath, like 1970, yeah. the Aussie era Black Sabbath. That first ten years. Yeah. But these were like you know back when they were just a bar band, oh, barely wow. getting going. There was two tapes that they'd stumbled onto and put they put it on this album. They put it on the, they just scotch taped it on the end of a, of a of a studio album. It was like a best of. And they scotch taped those on the end of it. It's like, well, I already have all these other songs because it was just a, a best of CD. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't have those. I want to hear those two songs. 
Well, that's no, the cool it, thing it about was, Spotify was, now. You just pick and choose. You know? It was an early version of Black Sabbath. Kids these days Black don't know Sabbath. the struggle. <laughs> yeah. It was an early version of the song Black Sabbath, which was much longer than the studio version we know today. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. And Walburgus. Walburgus? Walburgus was an early version of what became War Pigs. War Pigs. Yeah, mm. that, that was kind of on. Okay. So I had, it's like, ooh, you know? Then that's yeah. obviously, Ozzy was slurring his words, and they're like, Walburgus. Then he's like, No, I clearly. think Walburgus was, uh, I think that's Latin. Oh, so it's, he, so that's when they were a little more creative, and then you said, like, let's call it War Pigs. That's way cooler. Like, nobody people can. On, people know what War Pigs are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, people could understand a War Pig. <laughs> well, so, like, my range... I've, I've kind of tried to think it out because I, I honestly can't tell you like exactly what I like to read, but I've read. I kind of go off. I read books off covers pretty much, but like well, one don't big thing. Judge that, a book by its cover. Yeah, I flip it over. Books. I read the back cover. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I read, or the or the jacket. You know, mm-hmm. if you did that, no one would ever read the Giving Tree. Have you seen that? The guy puts his giant mug on the back. It's like oh, Shel Silverstein. Yeah, Shel yes. Silverstein. That guy should not be on any kids books. You know, he but he's awesome. He not is. his, not he is not photogenic though. He is no, not photogenic. he's <laughs> awesome. Okay, and why does this picture have to be the entire back cover? Why can't it be like a little thumbnail? It has to be all. Hey, like kids, <laughs> read my book. That was the thing at the time. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That's I'm sure that's what he told himself. But I, that's yeah, then I, they started getting like the little two inch pictures on the inside sleeve of the. Ja- yeah, you the have jacket. to. Oh, you got to slide off the dust dust jacket just yeah. to like lift it and see it. Well, I mean, the same thing, you know, in the opposite direction. <clears throat> similarly, coming back to Stephen King, <clears throat> giant picture of him on the back. Yeah, of the he's it's not like, photogenic either. Well, he's, he's not, not that photogenic, and he looks like you know he's he could have been Rick Moranis' nerdy little brother. Yeah, he's not a handsome man. He's well, not a handsome man. He's got those big glasses. He, he looks like a he looks like a book nerd. Yeah, but he's writing all these movies that scare you. You want you kind of wanted to. It's see. It's terrifying though. It's terrifying. Yeah, if if you flip over and you see his his mug and like okay, this is in line no, with what I'm reading. No, he looks like somebody you shoved into the locker room locker. <laughs> What's it's the revenge, right? Because I, I don't know if that's how he did why he did carry, but it's that revenge where like now I'm in charge. Like I make the jocks do what they do. So they, they, there's a lot of like you know stuff he does in there, but. No, Shel Silverstein should not be on that cover. <laughs> Every time, it's like my favorite thing to see because, you know, the little guy has... Mr. Silverstein, please shave. It's not helping. <laughs> wear a hat, wear glasses, don't smile. Is that like basically whatever he did in that, that picture? Smile helps. Well, at, at, at the very most, get somebody else to be your patient. Yeah, lighting. Body and, double. and lighting. Lighting, need lighting. does, yeah, lighting does mm-hmm. it not. He has well, a very dark complexion, and the beard's not helping. So he's got lighting. the full. He, and this is like what nineties, early nineties, late eighties, yeah. Well, like that was not the sort of look. You know, bald men were not respected as we are today <laughs> at that time. <laughs> in my in my adolescence mind, that that um, cultural shift started like about Michael Jordan time. You know, that's when people started noticing like, okay, bald can be okay. Mm-hmm. You either yeah. have. If your choices are, are Mr. Silverstein and Mr. Jordan, it's kind of an easy one there, in my opinion. Stone Cold, I think, helped with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, that right was, that that was 99. Yeah, that's when, like, the, the, the culture of zeitgeist <laughs> yeah, went Stone down. Stone Cold, you had The Rock. They were, you know, whether or not you like wrestling, those names were just everywhere. And they were just mm. famous yeah, we're men that were bald. Well, late nineties too. That's that was the death of the come over. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. longer will you watch the the guy trying to do his little. Oh, I, I have mm, totally. So you got to embrace the baldness. Embrace the baldness, man. Uh, well, so one big ooh, thing ooh, that I think that was Roman Bruce Willis. 
was really he had lost his fuzz. Yeah, because he had fuzz for a long time. Yeah, but I think he lost that around then. Man, you think Bruce Willis? I don't know if Bruce Willis helped to get that because he he's kind of a. I never heard of him being like a sex object, you know? He's a little shorter dude. Well, he's an he's... action hero. Well, okay, okay. On sex object, okay, yeah. <laughs> Beth, you want to chime in on sexy ball, man? I'm going to stay out of this one. <laughs> but, well, one big thing I like reading, uh, like, topics uh, I learned when I was younger, but biographies. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I used to read, like, uh, I used mm-hmm. to be a, I still am a huge Ali fan. So I read, it was a lot of sports stars, so I read. And that's kind of what brought me into a lot of sports um, topics. Like, I remember... Um, Joe Lewis, he's, he's my favorite boxer of all time. For like fifth grade, I had to do a book report. And I remember going in a, uh, the library and not having any clue what to do. So I wasn't fifth grade, it was like seventh or eighth grade. But I had like no clue what to do. And I want to do something, everybody does it on, on the, you know, the presidents or something cool. So I was going through the books and I was a sports star. And I remember I saw Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. This is 2000, no, 99, 98, 99. Um, He's done playing, right? But it's right. L.A. area, so it's the Lakers. So I thought, okay, it might be cool. Well, I start flipping through the book, and there's all these uh, stuff that graffiti done in there, kind of talking about his AIDS situation. Mm-hmm. So I remember going like, well, I don't want to be doing about the guy on AIDS. Like, this is not the book report I want to do. So I ended up doing it on on who? On Mike Tyson. Hmm. So I did my book report on Tyson. I did it on a typewriter, 1998-99 on a typewriter. You want to know nice. how, like... Oh man, why that was my think about what you're writing down, man. Yeah, you oh can't my god, re- erase and go back. You have no spell check. Well, why that? Why that was my friend. I remember like once I made it past the. If I got like halfway down the page. That rest is stained, man. If I make a mistake, double, double type. That's why order. whiteout exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and this was back in the day where you get the little bottle, you know, you yeah, see there globbing on it. You it, have to glob on there. You tell it was on oh, there. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. It, it dries hard and yeah. chalky. Yeah. Well, like, so it's wet. You have to let it dry. Then you got to, like, Hopefully it's dry enough that I could type over it. Oh man, it was mm-hmm. it was a whole oh, other thing. Trying to write on it is not completely you know because no. this happened to everybody back then. Yeah, you put some white out smooth. before it that. Wasn't, it wasn't smooth, and you yeah. tried to you know you you look at it and it, it clogged looks up right. your pen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you get points deducted for that for sure. Yo, and not only did it clog up your pen, your pen, but now you've got this big smear on the page, and you got to put more white on it yeah. and lay, lay oh, it for longer. I had a couple three layer ones for sure. You know, they like. If you put your paper sideways, it makes like little elevations. Yeah. That's why when they came out with those t- whiteout tapes, oh man, that was revolutionary. You can oh, write kids those. these days do not know the, the struggle, man. Yeah. Yes. Last year, my dad asked me for some. Like, hey, do you have whiteout? And he was asking me for the bottles, and I'm like, no way, man. We got a tape nowadays, and I had to kind of show him how to like press Easy and lift again. or whatever. Yeah. You know what? Uh, another great use for whiteout mechanics used it a lot. Four. I feel like I remember um, hearing that. If much. you had a series of bolts, if you had um, like putting the cylinder heads on an engine, mm. you would put like okay, and you had to do it in a certain order, you know, back oh, and right. forth, back and forth, back and so forth. So it's like labeling one, two, three, four. Yeah, you just yeah, put a drop of white out. I, when I first started going through my dad's toolbox, I'd find bottles of white out. I was like, what the hell is white out doing? What is he writing? Yeah, mm, comes off. Yeah, or you just yeah, because it slides right with the grease and oil around there. It's not permanent, or it's not going to stain it. Yeah, or grease pins didn't always work on things that were oily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those ironic things, huh? There's the grease pens that you use. Pens weren't a thing yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those, yeah. <laughs> Something can... I always did with the, my, gra- my grandma always had those whiteout bottles in her office at her home. 
And we'd go in there and we'd play. And, of course, you know, hey, this looks like nail polish. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Painting people, the nails oh, yeah. with nail, yeah, uh, white out, yeah. White out, yeah, white out nail put, polish. Or you put a little white out on your nail and start drawing on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like pushing the, the goo around? Yeah, with your little Like thing. pencil. No, just wait for it to dry and then you take, grab a pen or a Sharpie and you, you Like carve it out? Yeah. Oh, I never do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, but, yeah, kids today don't know the struggle. That's going to be our new... Before the internet, um, we were using whiteout for nail polish. <laughs> podcasting, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, with the bottles, um, with the whiteout bottles, you <laughs> never use the whole bottle. It's going to dry out Oh, yeah, way, yeah. And then the, the brush just goes hard. And just becomes won't, a spear. Won't spread anything. And, well, yeah. see, I don't know... Spear. I don't know. I don't know the sort of... Um, what do you call it? Evolution of it, but I I remember the, you have the little square bottles with the little like brush pen, paintbrush pen, mm-hmm. and then they had the little sponge pen. Remember that? They had the little oh, sponge the sponge pens weren't any better. Well, no, the, the like the yeah, exactly. It just it just didn't drip as much. Mm-hmm. But then you had the so fancy runny. pens with the ink in it. Those were the coolest things oh, ever. Oh yeah, you kind of squeeze the yeah, sides. Yeah, you squeeze. Yeah, those yeah. were cool. I I like those. I wish I would have kept those. But now it's the tape one. The that's, tape, yeah. That's flatter and and. More useful, <laughs> more less unsightly, and or whatever. It's also you. instant. It dries like instant. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was never wet, so yeah. Yeah, you don't say. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Come on, I, this report is doing three hours, and is you know four in the morning. I need this done. Yeah, you want to talk about torture, waiting for white white out to dry so you can keep rolling. Oh man, and then and then you got to burn your paper down. All right, it's a whole other mess. And ink's flammable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, everything's flammable if you get it hot enough. Yeah, everything's flammable if you commit to it, Dan. Yeah. Yep. Well, for our last couple minutes, uh, let me do a quick summary of, of a book that I read. Cause, so now what I do, I've been going to the library for a couple months now. That's kind of how I kill my lunchtime. But it's more, I, I if I go to the library, I don't know what to read. I can't say exactly. There's too many what, options. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I go to the tiny library. I mean, you walk around it, it's like maybe 20 square feet, man. Like It's a really Which small. Which library are you going to? Oh, my. In Old Town? No, it's in um, Fresno. It's uh like Maple and Church, it's like by church area. It's a, it's not oh. the branch. It's it's one of those little tiny ones. Well, if it's not a branch, when oh, they're all tiny. Go to, go to the one here, right here at Cedar and Shields. But that, the other one's closer to your work. Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the one where like it's closer to my work and it's it's usually not not busy. But they close on Thursday, which is gar or Fridays, which is trash. Like, I work on Fridays, man. <laughs> what? This is my weekend entertainment, man. <laughs> well, go go to the one in Old Town. That's way too far. Well, no, it's no, from work. Live. No, but I'm oh. at work. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I'm not going to drive. Was just, I was just thinking of where you live now. It's like, it's old town's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I've gone to the bookstore over there. I've gone to the bookstore over there. I was trying to find There's a book There's a book barn. Town. Yeah, there you town. go, the book barn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that sounds whimsical. Their, they have their own bookmarks. Yeah, but do they have the used books or they're all new books? It's all. It's pretty much all used books. Oh, okay. I thought it was a new bookstore. But that, was where, that was where I found that copy of uh, Moby Dick. Oh, huh. there's a uh, used bookstore in the Tower District. It's like really, really hidden. It's on Van Ness. I drive past. I went there once with Jen, and I drive past it after I leave Lily's speech therapy. It's yeah. uh, used books in Jazzercise. Wow, <laughs> that's one hybrid there. I've never heard of. You know, that, that <laughs> is probably one of the weirder combinations. That's like the stores you see. You know, fresh. You know. Bottled water and donuts. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, kind of weird? It's kind of hard to read when you're trying to do jazz fingers. You know, and you're sitting there with jazz your little book. Jazz That's where I down. picked up those books I got for you, the Robinson Crusoe. You know, those mm. old, old classic ones. Mm-hmm. That's where I got those. That was a good read. Robin Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe was a good read. Well, so uh, real quick, one book that I read it was a 
it just called me the title. I can't remember the title of the name now, but at that time it did. Well, it was basically talking about like the women in hip hop, like from its creation. To I'm a big hip hop nerd, and I knew a lot of them. Nerd. But it was, but it was very mm. cool, like seeing all this like in depth, and you know, oh, I heard of her, and and it goes from you know, I'm talking 70s till like. Uh, maybe about five years ago that's when the book was but it was really cool to read all that and I remember like one of those books where you're reading it and you keep reading and it's like okay I have to stop reading because I have to do something else not because I'm yeah, bored yeah it's or, really hard to put down yeah it's really hard to put down well oh, that's good so I was all, all like oh this is a great book well so the next book it was about this um, it's a radio personality from down in Los Angeles which I grew up listening to and he's still on I think but he wrote a biography and I thought like oh this is going to be great because it's from my time it was such a slog to read through. Oh my god, I couldn't like. It was one of those where I'm reading, the, and I'm like, oh, "Where's the end of this chapter?" And like, yeah, okay, how it's it written ma- makes a big difference. And and yeah. In the, yeah, that's the thing. It was very repetitive. Like almost every chapter was like, "Hey, by the way," this, and I'm like, "Yeah, you say that every it's time." Like you have man. to still kind of make it sound like a story, even if it is a biography. Just yeah. giving straight facts is so boring. Well, and yeah. I would think it was cool because it's like I know some of your uh, professional life, your persona that I've watched and listened to, whatever. So I want a lot of... T- and I did find some real cool tidbits in there, but it's like, again, it was such a... It was like, if you took out the repetitive stuff, you could easily condense that to half a book. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm. It's like what I read, I didn't get enough out of it. Like, I was like, I wanted so much more, but it was one of those, like, I'm trying to read through the book and I'm just like, ah, just get it over with, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just did not want... And that's one, like, yeah, I don't... It, the topic is interesting, but the book like wasn't. The way it was written wasn't, and it was because I don't know if he had a ghostwriter, but it was definitely like his words. You know, like he wrote, and it was like, "Yeah, you're not a good writer, man." Like, uh, maybe just talk about your life since you do radio. That would have been more interesting. It's just it just it didn't do it for me. But one last book that I finished, and this is gonna be my book review of, of the the sort of testing grounds for what we because hopefully we're doing down the line we'll either do i don't know how we'll do it. we either do like a book one of you guys read or one that you've read before and that's kind of where i wanted to get the history of it mm-hmm. or we do like one where we all read and then you like know, a down real the line. book club yeah that'd be kind of kind of cool to see like i don't know do book clubs even still exist sometimes some hmm. places i have a, a I want to start a gun slash book club. So like, you bring your own shotgun. <laughs> I've got, I've got like both. Dale Gribble, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Dale Gribble. You know, like, I got a big gun, but a little book. It'll I've got, like... I've got hats. Um, I'll do the aviators, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get all suited. You up. don't smoke though. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta take up. We're gonna start a cigar club too. Uh, but so I read this book, and it was called. Um, What's it, it was called? Oranges in, Mala- in Alaska. See what old Boutros, Boutros, golly. Boutros, Boutros. Yeah, I was like that line. Uh, Rusty Shackle. It's gonna be the Rusty Shackleford Gun and Book Club. Oh, that's there you go. I'm making the badges right now. <laughs> hey, how about that? How about that? We do sashes like like uh, boy uh, Boy Scouts, and every time we read a book, we put a little little oh, patch. Man. Yeah. Do I get credit for books I've already read before? Oh heck no! It's got it. Well, you could you could just kind of skim through it, and then you gotta teach us about the book. How's that? You could get a. Oh man. <laughs> you kinda tell us is that, now is that gonna be a separate podcast from this one or what? I, once we reach a thousand listeners, this will be the the pod- well. This is this is gonna be a mini rant because my nephew was making fun of my because of my show because last week um, I was I was kind of oh, like eight and, listeners. Well, I show yeah, I showed him like oh hey, I had eight listeners today, and he and he like was mocking me like. It's like how many listeners do you have? That, that's, <laughs> that, well, eight listeners. I don't even know eight people. So it's like if I count you two and like two other people that um, aren't family. Yeah, that aren't family. Then I have nobody. And then so the next day I get five listeners. Like 
That's 13 listeners right there, buddy. Like, Ooh. that's more people Thank than Thank you, I, listeners. Yeah. And if you look at our, at our, you know, some are from Austria, some are from uh, different Argentina. We're getting global, so we're going to have to start reading uh, something. And I might have to get, figure out, you know, Upper Wales and all that good stuff. <laughs> but anyway, you're about to tell us the name of a book. I read this book and, you know, screw my, the heck with my nephew. He's getting all, none of my royalties from one. There you go. go. <laughs> so which, which nephew is this? this is one of the ones. He, he used to be number one. He getting, used to be whatever. Is it Ivan? Oh, I can't say his name, man. Well, I can say his name, I guess. Cause he, he's not gonna. Listen. Well, it's more like his his uh, you know, uh, his identity getting out. But yeah, he moved to number two for sure. He, the thing is, he moved to number two before this. So, number two. Oh yeah, he's number two. Who does number two work for? Um, but I read this book anyway recently. It was called Ship It Holla Ballas. Does that sound like something that you would like? Yeah, it's nope. That does not sound like something I'm gonna want to read. Anything Holla Ballas. Ship It Holla Ballas. Do you think it's a book about yachts? Is it a book about um, drug dealers? Like, what What could it be? Um, Don't judge me, but I say holla ballas. I'm guessing it's, you know, yelling at people who play basketball. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. No, that is I'm, way I'm, more better than, than I was going to say. I'm picturing Fairmont and Holt, man. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh, Those are ghetto people trying to be gangsters. Like, no, like, no, they're, they're, Yeah, drug dealers. White crime. Uh, no, actually, it's about... In the early, I'll do some background on this. This kind of, I guess, what brought my story, um, my interest to it. Uh, I might have been right at the turn of the century. You guys remember sort of that exp- the the poker explosion? Yeah. Oh, yeah World yeah. Series like, of Pokers. It a- uh, God, it was everywhere. Maverick. Was so annoying. ESPN, and then it, it, so I remember at that time it blowing up, and and I've always kind of. I mean, it was <laughs> it was such a thing Sorry. that you know, blue collar was making blue collar comedy tour was making fun of it. Too. Really? I saw I the cable guy had a bet. He was I'm like, for fifty bucks, you can play poker with the five best people in the world. I was like, Shh, I want to play with the five worst people in the world. That's fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. I saw a meme recently. It had a. a Kim Kardashian, and it's like, you ever think you're dumb? Just remember that Kim Kardashian wore mirror shades to a poker event. Really? Oh, <laughs> I gotta see that picture. With these big mirror shades on, she sitting at a poker table. She had pocket aces or something. Oh, that's hilarious. So every time she, like, lifts up her card, it's like, bloop, bloop. Yeah. yeah, everyone could see everything she had. The funniest part, you know, everybody, like, staring at her, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of being this, like, no, we're, you're trying to cheat. Like, yeah, I'm sure you get all the attention in the world, but, like, no, we're trying to get your damn card. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But anyway, but, yeah, go, well, go What on. do you expect from people who've made their living on looks? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I've uh, never watched it, but that's the impression I get from all the commercials of, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. Well, from what little I've seen, I remember, like, other people were flipping through channels. Every single time, they're just sitting on a couch talking like, you could do that at home, guys. You could totally sit on a couch and talk, but why would you want to, like, waste your, your viewing time to see other people on the couch and talk? I'm sure they're not talking about, you know, Confucius and, and uh, Anything relevant. revolutionary, you know. So, yeah. So, it's like you can sit there and talk about what movies are dumb and, you know. You can make a podcast out of it even if you wanted to. Stay at a kitchen table. Who knows? But so, now poker is still kind of big from what I understand. I mean, there's still championships, but it's nowhere that that, is, as prolific as it used yeah. to be. Where It's not as in, in vogue. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not like... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure all the like the, the poor people that gave all their money are done work. Because that's... that's the, well, they're broke now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> they, the they thing. Pay, with, they kept paying 50 bucks to play with the best poker <laughs> players. So that's now they're the, out of money. That's like the funniest part, right? That it, it blew up, but just like everything that gets popular, you get all these uneducated people that just 
jump in and throw all their money in, and then yeah, they, they wipe out. Like all the street racers that emerged after the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh my God! That's the yeah. You drive around and guys have all their modded cars, and they're like. You're not taking out a truck, mm-hmm. but you have tons of stickers on just for. Uh, yeah. And then, then you know, shortly after that, drifting became real popular and because real... of the second Fast yeah. and the Furious movie. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then you had all these people with these modified Hondas trying to drift modified Hondas. Mm-hmm. You cannot successfully drift front wheel drive. You can try, <laughs> but you're not going to be able to maintain the understeer necessary for drift. You're just not get over it. Well, well, what about you know? Laws you, of physics won't allow it. Well, you lower it to the to the maximum clearance, and then you, you what is it camber? When they Where stick they the tires stick out, yeah. When they stick yeah. the tires oh, out, God, stance. The stance. Yeah, you have this that looks oh so cool. No, it is it impractical. It is impractical no. for ninety nine percent of the time you're in this god dang vehicle. You know, have you ever been in a, in a, in a curb or gotten into a parking lot and like bottom out your car? Imagine that. At every interaction, you bottom out your car. Every time you see a Coke can in the street, you bottom out. You, you panic, yeah. You, you try to you try to swerve around like uh, one try, of those little dots on the freeway, you know what yeah, I mean? You're yeah, going, you're zigzagging over every speed bump and railroad crossing. Oh, God. That's uh, like a little And also, also, it's expensive. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. The, not only the parts to buy this and make your car do that stuff, yeah. but when your car, your tires are leaned way in, yeah. Like they are, you know, it looks like they're... Wear and tear on your rubber, your your shock, it's you, everything. Well, it's those everything. tires yeah. already come with a kind of a low tread rating. They're only good for about 40,000 miles at best. Yeah. But when you're driving in it, like three degrees positive <laughs> camber. Yeah. And I hate it when people get it negative, you know, negative and positive camber. Oh. No, okay. you know, no it's negative camber. If it leans in, it's negative camber. So if you're driving oh. around at like six degrees negative yeah. camber. Yeah. You know, where it looks like your car got, you know, because we all... It looks like a, a beam fell on it and just yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a Hot Wheels somebody stepped yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hot Wheels somebody stepped on. <laughs> it looks like a Hot Wheels somebody <laughs> stepped on. You're driving on just the very edge of your tire. You're only going to get, you know, a thousand miles out of it. Well, I guess people don't do it as much as before, but what I immediately yep. picture well, as you're talking about it... Because well, they kept having to replace their tires. Well, no, no. What I, what I picture is like, like rollerblades. If you've ever used rollerblades, you know... The, the natural stance is kind of cambered, like your feet are like that. You yeah. Know? Well, answer me this, anybody. If you've ever used rollerblades for more than half an hour, don't your ankles are, like, murdered, man? Because it hurts so bad. It it puts the weird strain on your... Well, picture that on a car. It's kind of the same concept, you know, where yeah. you're sort of running awkward, you know? Yeah. Good for... Uh, ask my- any mechanic, man. Ask any mechanic that does anything with alignments, and they'll tell you... Negative camber kills your car. Well, and that's the thing. Like, ninety-five percent of the people we see out there with it—they're not like flush with money. It's some no. all no, their money went into this, you know, to yeah. look cool. Yeah. Yeah, they work at they mountains work, of debt. Yeah, they're working at Little Caesars. Well, yeah. no, the funniest thing when I when I've talked to people like this or overheard people talking about this, a lot of them work at auto parts stores. You know what I mean? So it's like they they, they get like. Well, there's that, that guy at your work that was so certain that buying a Camaro was his future because he'd oh go my God, uh, that kid. his yeah. entire future and <laughs> life plan rested on him buying this stock Camaro because he was convinced he was going to go and street race with it and win all this money yeah. and just make it better. And he would all his financial I've heard that from so many issues people. I would go that. away. 
Well, that was also why he was going to join the Coast Guard. Why he did join the Coast Guard? Well, well as far as I know, I don't know. <laughs> well, see, he that's... kind of fell off the face, fell off. Well, that's kind of like, you know, of course, there's never just one sort of popular thing going on. So that's something else that kind of went along, too, with cards. But, like, the poker thing, I remember trying to watch it just trying to get a little bit interested but definitely not where people i mean they stream this stuff hours there's there's uh my roommate at the time liked watching them and i was just like dude this is so boring you could watch a bit you could watch half an hour an hour you're pushing it but it's like if you're sitting there an afternoon watching this and i'm sure it's for many reasons some people think they're picking up ideas like if it's just it's a game of chance it's probability (laughs) it's it's chance yeah. Well, so so this book, real quick, the ship at Halabalas, it came about where it basically followed like this group that they called themselves the ship at Halabalas. It can't. I'm gonna stop saying it because my throat just hurts saying that. <laughs> Never mind. My self respect is I like thought, I is going. Thought I heard brain cells dying every time. Oh, uh, didn't you see? Well, the it's only because of my headphones. You didn't see them flying out of my ear. Oh, okay. Like, is that is that what you were? Yeah, that wasn't my dry scalp. That was just uh, the my brain cells oh, okay. going. <laughs> but so it started from. I got a little nosebleed going on too. <laughs> oh, that nosebleed? Oh, that's just natural. Oh, okay. But it, it came out around that sort of the turn of millennium where it was it was blowing up. Well. They started making it easier for people to throw away their money with online poker. That's kind of the, the influx of online p- poker. And of course, fullness money will soon be departed. Yeah. <laughs> Most people have never even heard of that. And you know, by the way, that was also Merchant of Venice. That's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Oh man, well Shakespeare gets it right. This is why my saying. That's why I said it's a much more relevant book than anything the high schools are shoving down our throats. Well, that's true, but just it's tying not, it back, not just Roman. tying it back around to books where we started. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is. We're trying to finish on books too. I actually had a whole another thing for music, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> but so, they it's about like a group sort of collectively. They they met like one was from Michigan. They're from different areas, and they kind of I can't even remember the name side, but they merged from like one side. And little by little, it was basically this small group of like college age kids, college age kids. And it's funny that they were all sitting there gambling. Would not be in of legal age because a lot of the sites, you know, they're they're from other countries or it's it's so much murky water and it, it took a long time to start, kind of close those loopholes. But it sort of grows about these kids kind of going from the online way to like the seat and kind of the clash of like the old school and the new school. So it's kind of interesting watching these goofy kids like, you know, imagine your stereotypical, uh, um, not bachelor. What do you call those uh, sororities or? Fraternities. 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 Which one's the boys? But that kind of culture, that kind of ideology clashing with, like, the old school of, like, oh, these these loud, brash kids. And it's kind of cool watching them beating them at their own game. And, I mean, they're sitting – and this is the thing where, like, you you get the background that does not make it look glamorous where one of the big um, guys that had, like, a a quad monitor, he had four monitors set up, and he's playing, like, 30 tables at a time. Oh, jeez. So he's sitting here for, like, eight hours just clicking, 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 and it's, like, almost a war of attrition where he built his, and, you know, he's going from, like, a college-age kid making 20000 30 you know, they're dropping college left and right, they come back later, and it's, like, man, that would have been fun to do instead of being tied into any, so you get, like, a 19, 20-year-old getting one hundred to $200,000, and you're expecting them to finish college and wind up like some 50-year-old playing poker. And it's like, well, I could do that now and make that money. So it was a really cool sort of me being like that older, middle, older young guy 
to kind of appreciate both sides. You know, you, you the old school sitting at the table, the psychology of like, oh, okay, watching you. You know, that's the thing that always got me. That's what I used to enjoy most about those uh, poker shows. Watching the guy sitting there doing his little rifling, just watching yeah. the guy, and it's like. Like, if you want to kiss the guy, go ahead, man. But just play your cards. You either have good cards or you don't. But he's, that whole, like, one hand takes 20 minutes and, you know, the pot grows. and the That's kind of what I thought was neat. But you go from that to the kids. You're sitting there watching and just like, get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, once they do the little the little camera sneak where the guy's, like, they're showing you the cards. Like, oh, he has a king ace. And you see the other guy. That moron's got a two and a three. He's got no luck. You know, the whole bluffing thing. But then you yeah, go from these kids poker because i do not have a poker face <laughs> as soon as you get uh, the, i think i don't know if they're, the, they're good because uh, well the main thing was texas hold them because i think that one went fast enough i guess that because i always you know i grew up knowing the five card and all that stuff i never understood it i kind of yeah, understand we, it we not enough to the five card stud me and my brother would play it well my you know or you go like go fish i need a, <laughs> i need a pair of aces go fish Obviously, we didn't bet because we had no money, but you yeah. know, just you know, playing poker—it's the adult game. Um, bragging know? rights. Yeah, yeah, you play. Well, yeah, I did okay at blackjack. That's about it. That's that's my game. I like blackjack because I could simple. add pretty. Good. Yeah, yeah, I could add, yeah. But somehow the easy to the point. But I, I swear that that dealer is a cheating bastard because I mean well, like yeah. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> the house always wins. That's why they say that. <laughs> <laughs> but this, the psychology is neat with. They sort of don't have to deal with that. You know, if you're on a computer, I mean, you're just shoving down junk and you're sitting there staring at a screen and, I mean, the guys are going to mind. So it's watching them when they go to, like, Vegas and the big competition and they're sitting there yelling at each other. So the, the, the youth have their little cheering section of guys just yelling out of them stuff. So they're, you know, you watch the poker, the traditional poker, it's very um, old. Pe- yeah, well, very, like, you know, sunglasses so you can't see their eyes. So, you know, the guy doesn't get the good cards. He's like, ooh, I start going. That's why I'm not good at poker either. Because, like, ooh, 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 like, just bet it all. Just, like, bet it all, baby. But it, it was very cool kind of watching them how most of them didn't flame out. Most of them sort of got level-headed. And, and the kids, you know, with the youth had the time to sort of continue on and kind of make the transition to the, the real life. And some of them just sort of, like, went back to the kind of stereotypical life. But it's... It was kind of neat to watch that kind of stuff where, like... A lot of character development, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, there you go, because... That's good. That's, that makes a good story. Well, it, that, it, that's, what made, that's what pushes you through yeah. large novels, is the level of character development and world building. That's the only reason I was able to really stay with Les Mis, hmm. Les Mis Robles. It's 1,200 pages. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Wait, I don't it's even want to watch the movie. I see the trailers, and I'm like, no, thank you. I like the musical, and that's about it. <laughs> How long is the musical? Three hours. Okay, that's the <laughs> Does yeah, it like, cover most of the book? No. No. <laughs> no. Got to make room for sin. I mean, the no. book is so long and yeah. so much in it yeah. that it's it would be hard. It would be like make watching a stuff. Benny Hill special to get through the whole book in a movie. Wow. You know, everything done in fast forward. Yeah, yeah, you just want to speed it up. Then no. it, with the yakety sax. With the yakety sax, yes. <laughs> that's what makes I think that's what makes it go fast, the yakety sax. <laughs> and a guy in a grill suit. There's always a, someone in her, a girl in her underwear and a guy in a grill suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I remember watching his, like, I could get behind this Benny Hill guy. Yeah, Dressing up in a gorilla suit, pretty. chasing uh, bikini women. Yeah, that's yeah. the life for me. Yeah. But living the, living the dream, man. <laughs> well, so in the, in that in that book though, it was kind of cool watching you know, reading about them you know, renting out mansions and, and doing all kinds of debauchery that kids are known for and stuff like that. But that was kind of a, a cool oh God, sort of young people with money. This can oh, only go. Oh yeah. This can only go well, you know. Yeah, 
Uh, hey, it gave us Elon Musk. I don't know. I'm just trying to like throw popular stuff out the way. But yeah, I thought it was real cool. Just so it, it had kind of a, I don't know if I want to say limited interest, but it had at least interest where a little bit of history in it. You know, it's talking about poker and something that I kind of had a little background in it. And it it wrote it in just the right way that kind of kept me. Interested. I don't even know yeah. what he would classify. Is this a, a novel or like a? Doc, what was the true story? Yeah. So I was, yeah, it was more a, a documentary. Okay. You know, I, I kind of had a similar thing. It's like I couldn't put it down yeah. with uh, Ernest Hemingway's Farewell to Arms. Classic book, but mm. it's also short enough that you can, you're not going to, you know. I think most it. of his are, right? Yeah, if most of his books know, are pretty short. Man of the Sea, you know, the old man of the sea. It was, you know, you, you had books like that, um, Farewell to Arms and All Quiet on the Western Front mm. are inspired it's this didn't actually happen to one person particularly but it's experiences from several people put together in one story but they they both take place during world war one but it's got a good amount of character development of him just making his way through this the the shit storm that was the great war right trying to stay alive trying to rebuild his you know flee the army get out meets his meet back up with this girl and them trying to build a life for with each other but it's, it's not like autobiographical, right? It's all mm-hmm. like just fictional. It, it's but from his point of view. Yeah, based yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fictional, but it's based off real events. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on you know what what Hemingway and people he knew saw. Yeah. Well, that, that's one kind of a thing I was thinking earlier that I forgot or skipped past. As far as like when it comes to book reading, because I have a very vivid imagination. So one big thing for me is when I'm reading, like sort of picturing in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. so I don't know if that's necessarily part of the enjoyment of books or not i don't know i think the people that don't enjoy books because there are some people that they're in unable to visualize things i've just recently head. read something about that and i gotta there, read more on that like, that kind of tripped me it, out it's yeah something aphasia it's, it's like in a type of aphasia or something so i think the people that say they don't like books they don't like reading it's boring are the ones that can't do that see I, i've read that like yeah and i want to read more of that because that kind of trips me out because like you mean there's people it's like, that like a, so much of my life happens up here before yeah. it happens out here. It's like how how do you go through life knowing what's you know m- maybe that's where all my anxiety comes from too. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, there probably. Yeah, happen, probably. We just had some psychological breakthroughs here on the Jive Ass Podcast. <laughs> Woo! But yeah, so I thought it was a cool. Uh, it's one of those like a perfect like summarization of book by its cover. It looks it sounds stupid as hell. But, you know, I read the, the, like, what's it about? Like, okay, let me give it a shot. And I started reading through it, and, and it, it worked out. Like, it was really interesting. But it's, it sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, never, I'm never one of those to tell people, like, oh, I recommend this. Like, I don't know what people you know, want, but I enjoy it. It does sound yeah. interesting, and I, I'm not very good at cards, and I can't gamble to save my life. So, but I was, you know, I was hooked onto what you were saying there. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't think, I thought, like, man, I bored people to death. But. Well, usually, but not this time. <laughs> not this time. Well, it, you it, did really good there. It, it does. It does. Hey, a broken clock I, is, is wrong. Book. Is right twice yeah, a day. Indeed, indeed. Well, well you know what? Now it has hands. I think your track record's better than that, though. But see, that's garbage. Cause like, what if it doesn't have hands? <laughs> it's not right at all. It's well, broken. That one has feet, but yeah. it still works. Look at that one. Oh, that one's great. <laughs> Monty Python, the Ministry of Silly Walks, clock. His feet go around as the hands of the clock. It's like he's kicking himself in the back of the head. Yeah, because yeah. it's noon right now. And he's so having a his... and he's having a wee into his briefcase. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. I think on that note we should end this show. This yeah. I might yeah. be able to. So this. you know, just you know, anybody playing along at home, just read go, a book. you know, just yeah. Before you go and read your book, if you want to know what our clock looks like, it's the Monty Python Mystery of Silly Walks clock. 
Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Look that up. Uh, oh, look up these books. Um, look that up, and then while you're there, find John Cleese's autobiography. It's a good read. Oh man, I've never I thought that about up at the dollar store. Oh wow. <laughs> well, that's not. You know what? It's it's kind of you not. You never not know about, where you're gonna find a good book. <laughs> I've still. You know what? I found one. It was about like comedy stuff. I found it at the 99 cent store. I was like walking to the 99 cent store. This is years ago, and I was like. They have books here, and I remember I can't remember whose it was, but I remember uh, autobiography, and I thought like, "Ooh, that's that's tough." <laughs> if your autobiography hits the nine nine cents uh, book club, ooh, that's tough. Yeah. I pissed my brother off once. He got this biography on Phil Lesh, who was the bass player for uh, Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. And he got it when it first came out. It was like thirty dollars. <laughs> And, you know, he liked it. It was a yeah. good book. But, like, that. probably a year later, I oh. found it at the dollar store. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was pissed. Oh, that He's is... like, I paid $30 for that, man. You that is what? very cool. I know that exact feeling that Aaron felt there. 30 to a dollar. Because when I was in high school, my only income was I would go and fold newspapers for people on Saturday afternoons. Wow, they don't even have newspapers anymore. Um, very few people. Very few people, yeah. Well, on... Way back when, you know, back the in Sunday, my day, Sunday papers were so big that you would would go in on Saturday afternoons to pre-fold. You had to write the, your book report with whiteout on typewriter. Yeah, and well, the Sunday paper came in three sections. Two sections were advertisements, yeah. and then you had your front page news. Well, obviously, the news is that's printed dis- that night. That's disturbing. Two were ads, and then one was the actual news. Yeah. So <laughs> the advertisement and coupon sections, you could just put those together yeah. Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay, yeah. So cut I, one step out. We some of our friends down there didn't want to go down there. They would pay me ten bucks oh. to go and do that. Go that extra that. step, man. Yeah. So outsourcing. That was my income. I didn't get an allowance. That was my income in my teen years, my high school years. You always had twenty bucks more than your friend than the other guys. Ten bucks if oh, these guys them. actually managed to pay me. <laughs> and yeah, it, so, yeah, so, yeah, so the ones who deliver the beer aren't exactly all that. Well, well, no, like, if they're willing to, like, uh, cheap out on that, like, what makes you think they're going to, like, uh, keep up with payments, you know what I mean? Well, you have to start getting payments in advance. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason I know Aaron's problem there, what, what, what Aaron's frustration, I know that feeling, yeah. that at the time I was going to CART, which is right behind Sierra Vista Mall. Okay. So I'd get out of class, and I would go wander around Sierra Vista. There was a music shop there that had this huge two-disc set of Black Sabbath, and I was really getting in Black Sabbath at the time. Oh, okay. Nice. Black Sabbath and Ozzy. Yeah. It was like $35. Ooh. So that took me four weeks to get enough money to go buy that. It was a double album, like special. Oh, was it a... It was a two-disc set. Dang, that's too high. Well, it was, well, 30, that's well, it was brand new at the time. Yeah. This is 2002 ish it still feels out. i feel like 25 bucks but now nah, it, it makes sense it, it was 35 dollars yeah so that took me at least when you, if these guys paid me on time at least four weeks to get that because that's 35 Dead. plus yeah. tax blah 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 40 bucks yeah so for me to get 40 bucks i needed to fold papers for four weeks just for the cd just to go and get that yeah flash forward like a year or two later yeah. i saw it at rasputin's for freaking like five dollars <sighs> used See, and that's not even, we've talked about it before, but that doesn't even, um, now I'm going to add that to my gripes of, you know, bands that put out like remasters and like, hey, this album we've bought three times. Here it is again. It's the 20th anniversary. It's the 25th anniversary. It's the third anniversary. The ones you bought before are useless. This is the best one. Yeah, every everyone is the best sounding one. And Ugh. for me specifically, Metallica is probably the worst one. It was like, oh, I'll buy Ride the Lightning again. I don't care, but I'm not happy with it. <laughs> 
Lars wants more money. Lars wants more money. <sighs> Lars always wants more money. Oh, well, poor guy can't even play drums good anymore. That's why. <laughs> no. Well, that's not a bad note. Next time we'll read the Metallica autobiography. And on that bombshell. And on that, like, low note, uh, this has been Tony Shabo, your jive-ass alien, with... Beth the Supreme Deity. And, uh... Mad Miscellaneous Mark. Mad Miscellaneous Bookmark. Oh! oh. <laughs> I just killed that. Solid. <laughs> Solid. I like it. Signing off.